0: otherwise objectionable, that he or she is a perfect terror. No, I lived in genuine terror. That some day, somehow, Phoebe Wallows would marry me. I am not a weak-willed person of feeble intellect, quite the contrary. But I have a gaping joint in my armour, and that, curiously enough, in a self-confessed deliberate "'and cold-blooded murderer of a woman is chivalry. "'I knew in my bones that if ever occasion arose "'through which Phoebe Wallows could make me feel "'that she had a claim upon me that I ought to marry her "'if only for old Lang Syne, "'or because a bunch of old Lang Tooth Maids "'were coupling our names, I should propose to her. "'Nay, beg her to marry me as though it were "'the dearest wish of my heart.' And patiently, skilfully, cunningly, she was, what shall I say, creating such an atmosphere, establishing such a situation, weaving a web in whose invisible, imponderable, but unbreakable meshes I should be inextricably entangled. Don't mistake me. I don't want to wrong the memory of Phoebe Wallows, nor exculpate myself. She did not endeavour to trap me. She was incapable of anything so vulgar. Her thoroughly nice mind would have revolted from the thought of evolving some plot, hatching some plan, whereby I should be discovered in compromising circumstances, circumstances so compromising that I should be left with the choice of scandal or matrimony, a choice between hopelessly damaging a reputedly innocent maiden's name, or irrevocably changing it. She was no man-trap no vulgar designing go-digger or husband-hunter. She was a modest and virtuous American woman, a well-educated, right-minded gentlewoman, well-educated, well-bred, well-behaved, a thoroughly good daughter to her aged parents, a good sister to two younger brothers making their way in the world with her help, a good mistress to her employees, cook, maid, and gardener, and a good friend and neighbour. Yes, like everyone else in our small town, I looked upon her, and found her good, in every manifestation and capacity, position and situation, save that of wife. For me, that is to say. And no one could agree more readily than I that she would be a magnificent wife, for somebody else. And no one, unless it were a fortunate husband, would have been more delighted to view her in the role of wife, to somebody else. But when I thought of this good, able, worthy, conscientious, and accomplished woman as my wife, I hated not only the thought, but her as well. And slowly, ineluctably, the coils closed and tightened about me. People began inviting us together. It dawned on me suddenly that I never went to any kind of social function, any gathering or party, to which people came by invitation without meeting her, not only meeting her, but finding her beside or near me. Not only was I unable to go out to dinner without meeting her, but soon I could not do so without finding that she was my partner. Let's see. You'd like to take Miss Wallows in, wouldn't you? "'the hostess began to murmur, "'and before long it was a case of "'you'll take Phoebe in, of course, won't you? "'Nor am I, unfortunately, perhaps, "'of the type that could deal promptly "'with such a situation "'by the help of raised eyebrows, "'a sideways smile, and a murmur of "'What? "'Again?' "'If, at a dance, "'I ventured to stray from her side "'and waltz with some girl "'whom really I did like,' and who really could dance. There was, of course, no word or glance of reproach from Phoebe Wallows. But, oh, how I had hurt her! And how well I knew it! And how I raged against the false position into which I had been manoeuvred! No, no, I withdraw that. Let me say, the false position into which I had drifted. But I will add to it if not in self-defense, at any rate in explanation, I may say, the false position into which I had drifted on the strong current of Phoebe's willpower, determination, and force of character. No, there was never a reproach.